Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Thinking Like a Bank, where we show you how to think like a bank by applying the same strategies and principles that banks use to help you find more financial freedom in your life. I'm your host, Sarah Ibrahim. With us today, I have an awesome guest. His name is Brandon Neely. He's a fellow bank on yourself professional, a profit first professional, an entrepreneur. He's the co-host of Wealth Wisdom Podcast, Wealth Wisdom Financial Podcast with his wife, Amanda Neely. Brandon, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. It's fun to be here with you. Yeah, and welcome back, actually, I should say, because you were on episode seven, you and Amanda Neely were on episode seven, talking about profit first and bank on yourself and how they go, what what those subjects are and how they go together. So I'm glad to have you Mm -hmm. back. I want to kind of talk more about that today. I want to talk about a couple concepts. What are some recent things you're coming across that you want to share with us? Yeah, in this world of craziness, I, I mean... I think about starting my business. If I were to have started our coffee shop now, man, there's so much uncertainty out there, so much craziness, right? Um, I feel like, you know, right now it's Ukraine. The last month was mm-hmm. uh, COVID. Now mm-hmm. COVID's over, I, I apparently. Um, and there's who knows what's going to come next. And a lot of people are kind of on edge mm-hmm. worrying about the next thing. And for us as business owners, you know, we, we are on a knife's edge when we're a business owner. And Mm -hmm. so like, how do you build wealth that can't be taken away regardless of what Russia does or what, um, you know, the CDC does? Um, I want to make sure that I'm building stability, a positive foundation. And that's what we've been really working on for years with uh, our Wealth Wisdom Financial mm-hmm. uh, podcast, the the Still Method, all that mm-hmm. fun stuff. A, a couple of things. Um, so, so number one, what what do you think will happen? Let's just say, for example, like this whole war that's going on. Who knows how long it's going to last for? But in your opinion, what what impact do you think it has on financial lives here in the U.S.? Yeah, I mean, that's a hard one. I'm no economist. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I mean, just thinking now, recently, you know, the the gas prices are going up, Mm -hmm. right? And is that correlated to uh, Russia or not? I I mean, that's what I hear Mm -hmm. uh, from the same news sources that other people hear it from. Mm -hmm. Um, But I can see in our pocketbooks, gas prices are are higher, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And and so I don't know what's what's coming. Uh, all I know is how do I how am I good a good steward mm-hmm. with the things we're creating, regardless of what happens tomorrow. Exactly. And then and then you mentioned like so what are the ways to do that to have kind of this bulletproof financial plan, if you will, is through the still method. So what exactly yep. is the still method? Yeah, we love, and this has been a principle we've been doing for a long time, both me and my wife, as we run a business. Uh, and the STILL method is an acronym. You know, we love acronyms. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what it is, is you can look it up at stillmethod.com, but uh, <clears throat> set your sights is the S, right? If you don't have a goal or a plan or uh, any kind of idea, most people in my um as I've been working with a lot of people, um, they, they, they have ideas of what they want to do, but there's no strategy. There's mm-hmm. no goal setting. And so setting your sights, have a goal. And then, then from that is the T, which is track your in and out, right? You have to actually, if you want a goal of, of 
uh, being uh, the best athlete, right? You got to go to the gym. You got to track the the workouts, right? Um, and then you have to, the next one is I, which is inspect your progress. You know, not just going to the gym, doing all the right stuff, but what are the things that you need to do mm-hmm. um, to, to get better, right? And then from that, look for 1% adjustments. People want this big giant rate of return, right? But it's those little increments that are really huge. If, if you've done that over time, it, it becomes ginormous, right? So you look for 1% adjustments. That's why I love profit first. And then live deliberately. Mm-hmm. I think the reason that we are in a crazy world is people aren't deliberate with their finances. They have too many rocks, right? That it's too confusing and, and too many of this. I have this 401k, I have this over here, I have that over there. And there's no like plan or strategy with all of their money, right? Does that make sense? Especially for business owners, we divest from our own business too often. Exactly. Yeah. Like when I started my first business, I didn't really care about specific goals or specific things. I just wanted, I guess, in in plain terms, a lot of money as soon as possible. And I didn't get that, obviously, because that's not a realistic goal. It doesn't really make Mm -hmm. sense. So I like how you're saying, like, you want to make it like specific, trackable, inspected, 1% adjustment, and then live deliberately. What I think, I guess, out of everything that you said, one of my favorite things, it might be counterintuitive, is, but it's the 1% adjustment. I think that's the most important one, in my opinion, because mm-hmm. so many, it's counterintuitive. A lot of people think that 1% of something is really nothing. Uh, but if you were to compare kind of like, this is my idea of how people are investing today. It's the difference between a speedboat and a cargo ship, right? A speedboat mm-hmm. can go, what well, I don't know, hundred miles per hour, but what, what, what good could that do for you? You can only go from coasts, you know, from one area to another area. Whereas a cargo ship takes, I don't know, three or four months to travel around the world, but it can take, it can carry so much more. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's the slower, definite progress that helps build strong financial plans. And we see this a lot with bank on yourself, right? It's not an astronomical rate of return. It's a very conservative rate of return, but that's not the point. The, the rate of return is not the point. It's the, yeah. um, it's, it's, it actually, it's, if you want to talk about rate of return, it's actually three or four times, but probably 40 times greater than a savings account. But again, it's not the same, it's not the rate yeah. of return. It's the um, it, it's what it could do for you, the protection and everything else. Afterwards, we have other episodes on bank on yourself. So, um, what what's how does somebody implement still? Like, what do they do? Yeah, it's a practice, kind of like a a you know like a a spiritual thing. So for me, you just you know write down certain questions. You know, write down the acronym, or we have a at stillmethod.com. We have um, a little cheat sheet that you can download, right? Um, and you do this almost like uh, anything, exercise, whatever. And you go through and you you ask yourself these questions: What are my goals? You know, and then it will change, right? You're you you now have a, a new son, right? And yes. uh, right, yeah. Probably a year ago, your your goals were a little different than yeah. they are now. Uh, and some of your, um, reasons maybe change. And so those things change with time and with other responsibilities, opportunities. So having those questions and reflecting is really important. Right. And so just going through that and doing the work, right. Mm Um, I, I see too many business owners that say, well, I like, 
um, my business, but I don't like money or I don't <laughs> like keeping up with all that stuff. And I'm like, well, unfortunately, um, make you want to make money and you want to keep money. Right. And that's what I love again about the bank and yourself concept is how do I keep money? And it might seem like it's slow or whatever, but you're your greatest asset. That's one piece. Um, and then if you're a business business owner, right, how can you use the cash value mm -hmm. to make more decisions, positive decisions that are going to give you a bigger rate of return rather than just putting in Amazon stock or whatever? Um, does, that, does that make sense? Exactly. Yeah. That's so, you know, uh, bank on yourself has a lot of benefits, a lot of functions for different people, for different situations. Like one of the things that like got me kind of hooked to bank on yourself and why I have three policies and my wife, my wife has one policy is because of the kind of the, not literally, but in a way you're in a, in a positive way, locking up your money, right? You're putting yep. it into this policy. It's still liquid, but it's not as liquid as a savings account. So it's not as spendable or reachable. It's still liquid. You can still access it, but there's just a few more obstacles to get to it. And in my opinion, that's a good thing. Like I want yeah. to have some sort of strategy that could um, create defer some decisions of spending money quickly um, and kind of give you some more thinking. And this is why like part of the principles of like thinking like a bank is like when you go to a bank and you borrow money, they don't just say, all right, how much do you need? There's an like, underwriting process. There's systems in place to make sure the investment or the loan decision is going to be right. And I think that we need to implement the same things. Like we have like processes in our lives. Like, all right, yeah. are we going to buy this? How much is it going to cost us now? How much is it going to cost us in the future? Where do we get it from? We do a policy loan. Okay, we pay it back at this time. And that helps us become better business people. And yeah. this is like how you said, like, like, for example, if you're a chef and you own a restaurant, you actually have two hats, like two big hats, right? One is yep. the food and being a chef. And the other is the accounting, the finance, the taxes, bank on yourself, yeah. profit first, all that other stuff. So that is just as important as if not more important than the food and the art of what you do. Yeah. And, and knowing like you, you could get like screwed over by an accountant or <laughs> yeah. tax person, right? There's yeah. so much more. And then on top of that, as a business owner and why I love working with business owners, um, think about marketing. You're not mm -hmm. just the chef, you know, and I, I have a, a client that is a, a chef and yeah. I'm like, you got to figure out the marketing. How do you get people in? Mm -hmm. How do you uh, deal with taxes and, and all of that stuff? And, and the, I heard the tax code is bigger than the Bible, right? So yeah. that, that's confusing, right? And, and that leads into, uh, you know, again, we love acronyms. Uh, so the still method is one, but there's the alternative, which is chaos, right? And that's what the world wants us to be in. And that's what I feel like we are in is like, all right, this is uh, crazy, right? The uh, And chaos uh, is confusing, right? So so that's this, the C in, in chaos, right? And that's our tax code. And that's all this other stuff, right? And and then it's haphazard. We'll have this rock over here. We'll have this over here. We'll mm -hmm. do this over here. And then um, we there's anxiety that is is there. You know, a, an emergency happens or or something happens in your business, and there's like anxiety that affects our family, our kids, right? Because our business isn't doing as well as mm -hmm. we like, or or you know, it shut down. And then it's uh, overwhelming. Like, how do we understand if you're a business owner, how do you deal with marketing? How do you deal with this? And, and so then we just say, all right, screw it. 
and then it's stressful, right? And that's uh, all of it leads into that. And so that's chaos, right? And and I've heard a marketer say, if you confuse, you lose. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of people are confused. Mm-hmm. And that's why a lot of people are losing, right? And what I love about the bank and yourself concept, it's pretty simple, right? Yeah. And I can look and tell you um, from my plan, mm-hmm. if I do this, this is where it's going to be at age 70 or at age 50 exactly. or whatever. And I love that. Um, and then what, what oftentimes, this is what's interesting. People will talk about the cost of insurance in the beginning, right? Yeah. And that kind of confuses me because they invest in their business and they don't pay themselves. And they're like, well, it's going to come back to me and I'll, I'll, I will get a rate of return soon. Mm-hmm. Eventually, I'll get a rate of return. And, and we don't look at the cost of that business, right? There's yeah. a cost associated with it. And usually in a healthy business, it still takes about three yeah. to five years before it becomes profitable. Yeah. There's a cost, right? We have to pay for licensing. We have to pay for um, various things, mm-hmm. right? And so this is where it gets like, where people are like, well, yeah, but, but I don't see a rate of return. I'm like, well, actually you can because you have access to the cash, right? And maybe you use that for a business opportunity or, you know, whatever. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And to kind of provide a little bit more like context, like for people who, who aren't familiar with like the cost part of bank on yourself, like for example, and don't quote me on this, but you know, it depends on the age. It depends on a lot of other aspects, mm-hmm. but let's just say, for example, you're 40 years old and then you do a 10 year bank on yourself life life insurance policy and you're putting in $10,000 a year, um, year one, maybe again, don't quote me on these numbers, but year one might be like 6,000 in cash value. And then year two will be a little bit higher. And a lot of people are like, wait a minute. So you're telling me year one, if I give 10,000, then I only have access to 6,000. And the answer is yes because there's a cost to insurance, but that's not the entire life of the policy. It's going to grow. Yeah, Eventually, yeah. I would say by like year five or six, it's going to, the, the cash value is going to outpace what you're paying into it. And eventually you always have access to that money. And then think about the alternative. Let's just say, let's take bank on yourself out of the question. Let's just do a regular savings account, have our business. Then what, right? So look, answer that. So why not just skip bank on yourself and just do a normal yeah. savings account? Well, um, here's the thing when you're a business owner, <laughs> excuse me, we all want profitable businesses, yeah. right? And what I love about, and, and I look at it more like a business model, right? It's a business model that we're buying, right? It's life insurance. But what I, what I love to look at is this is a guaranteed profitable business model and there's nothing you can do about it <laughs> just on the guarantees alone, Right. And then there's there's the positives on the dividends and all that. So the business model in itself is profitable. Yes. So why wouldn't you? And mo- and the, the problem is in our uncertain world, we don't know what's profitable and what's not. And we think it's going to be. And that's the risk, right? Have you watched? There's um, a commercial, I think, about cryptocurrency. Yeah. And, uh, and there's a bunch of them now. But this, this one thing was like, oh, you're rich. Oh, you're not. Oh, you're rich. Oh, you're not. Yeah. And this guy is like depressed, left his job. Then he comes back and, and it was all about taxes or something. And I'm like, hmm, this is interesting um, because he thinks he's rich, but he doesn't know. And that's the problem. I don't know 
enough. And I think some people like you had guests on here yeah. who are in, involved in crypto. Yeah. Using your cash value. Yeah. And maybe, maybe using it and knowing that the business model is for sure going to be good uh, and using it when things you do understand, if you understand crypto and maybe you can pull it out and make some money. Yeah. The reality is it could also change tomorrow. Like, I don't know. Like, does that make sense? Yeah. Nobody knows. Even, even people who buy the most Bitcoin don't really know what's going to happen. And yeah, exactly. It's kind of like, you know, in my opinion, why would you invest in something that you have no idea? Maybe it's to get the upside of something. But then it's like to get the upside of it, then what? Let's just say, for example, I put $1,000 in Bitcoin today and that $1,000 turns into 10000 Then what? Do I sell? Do I hold? Yeah. What if I hold yeah. and it goes back down? So in other words, you need to kind of answer like, what if then? Like if it goes up, then what? Like have this kind of yeah. this, this plan. Because again, too, if Bitcoin, if you put $1,000 in Bitcoin today and it goes up to 10000 you know, you, you didn't really make any money until you actually sell. So whether it's going yeah, up yeah. to 10,000, 5,000, 20,000, it really, it's kind of irrelevant until you actually take the, take that out and put it back into cash, you know, but then using Bitcoin as a currency, that's a whole nother, I guess, outside of the scope of this podcast, yeah. that's a whole nother story. Yeah. But let's, let's talk about that. So sometimes when I talk to clients, you know, a lot of times like they get it right. They get bank on yourself. It, it makes clear sense. Like, all right, guaranteed growth and tax deferred growth. It, I always like to guarantee to always be able, I can always access the money via loans yeah. and withdrawals. But what, why don't I just, you know, put like $10,000 a year, for example, into an index fund following the S&P 500 over the next 20 years. And that'll equal $3.5 million, whatever the, yeah. whatever that number is. Uh, <laughs> uh, why not just do that? Even with the loss, I can still come up, come out ahead. Yeah, I think there's, um, and, and I hear this all the time myself, right? Yeah. And, and there's a couple things that we, we don't know the future, right? Yeah. Um, and if, if, if you do know the future, give me a call. Let me know because I'd like to know yeah. what you're doing so I could follow you, um, right? But but I love again about this um, this concept or in general, <laughs> we all know that we're going to die. Yeah, right. That's what I love about the contract is <laughs> we we I will be made. It will be fulfilled. Yeah. Um, I might not see the results, and we have to begin with the end in mind. Right. Whenever I, and, and this is something I learned in our business, how do I build a business that is sellable? Yeah. Right. And I might never sell the business, but what do I do at the end? What's my exit strategy before I even start the business? Right. Yeah. What's the exit strategy? And, and so how do I work backwards, reverse engineering? Right. And I'm not saying you don't do this or that, yeah. but reverse engineer our lives. Like we don't know when we're going to have a stroke or cancer or anything else. Uh, and we might have the best intentions and then COVID happens yeah, or something else happens. God, who knows? Yeah. Yeah. God forbid anything, but that's why I think it's, it's, it's a wealth stabilizer. Right. And so if you understand that and you have that stabilization in place, and you understand your business, whether it's crypto, whether it's real estate, mm-hmm. whether it's, I don't know, whatever it is, mm-hmm. the banks are in the business of banking. Yes. They're the most profitable business in the world. They use yes. other people's money and all yeah. of this. Yeah. yeah. We're all in the banking business. Yeah. Regardless. So how about I understand that 
to then uh, enhance my business, whether I'm a stock jockey, mm. right? And that, and I'm not saying you don't do that either. Like it's a both and, not mm-hmm. an either or. Yeah. So, so both and like I could, I could invest in real estate using my whole life insurance policy. I could invest in stocks using my whole life insurance policy. I could reinvest back into my business um, using my whole life insurance policy. So it's not either or. And I love that too, because that's something too, I hear a lot is like, if you own a business, do you reinvest back into it and then like have it grow compound on, on itself? Or do you save that cash outside and then have cash build up for the future? What if we could do both, right? What if we could? I I do think in our world, we're all on the risk side of things and we are paying the consequences for it. And the federal raise interest rates because they mm-hmm. need to. Yes. And we needed some state safety and stability. Mm-hmm. And, and this is the thing. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing and expecting different results. We've seen how this plays out already. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all kind of have a feeling that something is amiss, right? And I think about this with the, the, the CARES Act when they yeah. gave us uh, $100,000 that we could access from our 401k, Yeah, right? Because we weren't prepared for an emergency like this, right? And there are what, what they call black swan events. Yeah. Events that happen, right? These are massive black swan events. But again, why I like this wealth stabilizer is we have black swan events all the time. A real yeah. estate area, maybe it was really good. And then somebody had a bankruptcy right next to you. Yeah. Uh, that affects your, your deal. Yeah. Right. Um, that's a black swan event. Right. And so how do we build some protection around us and not have to put everything on the table at, on, on black and say, all right, we're good. And then you lose it all. Right. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, you're, you're, you're right, because people will say they'll project and they'll say, for example, like I can average out, you know, 10% over the long run, even with the losses, I can still come out ahead. But the problem is check out the book, The Black Swan by Nassib Tlaib, and you'll, you'll learn more about what we mean by Black Swan. It's that unexpected. It's when something has a less, less than 1% chance of happening. But when it does happen, it has greater than a 99% effect on the world, such as COVID. The chances of uh, a worldwide virus slash disease spreading out was probably way less than 1%. But when it did, it changed the whole world. It changed the way we traveled, the way we worked, the way we spoke mm-hmm. to people, everything, the way we interact with our families, our friends, it changed everything. So that's it. So there are always going to be black swans always. We don't know when or what's going to happen, but you know, what if there's a way when, when the next black swan happens, it won't affect your account balance or your mutual fund or your brokerage account. You know, this is where, the power of bank on yourself comes in is that yep. it doesn't really make a difference. You know, whether I remember when COVID first happened in March, 2020, it didn't really make a difference to like our cash value life insurance policies. The only thing I think happened as far as life insurance and changes was they just added an extra requirement. Like if somebody was over the age of 70 years old, they were going like to reconsider because of COVID. That was the only thing I noticed or from the, yep. that was like yep. the only difference, but nothing, they didn't hold back dividends. They didn't lower interest rates or crediting to accounts. They didn't subtract any additional fees because of COVID. Nothing really bad happened. Yeah. Well, and then a lot of times people discount volatility yeah. and the idea of sequence of returns risks, which is another big term. 
um, that, you know, if you're 68 Mm -hmm. or about to retire, then you're screwed. That's what happened in 08, right? And so we might think we're young enough and we can time the market, you know, like, like they did when they were younger, but we don't know. And also having a, a diversified portfolio, meaning truly diversified, yeah. if that were to happen, right, and, and we needed to take out money for living, right, take it from your life insurance policies, cash value, and then you're not going to get a double whammy when you need the money to live or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that that's, people are just thinking one way. Yeah. And you have to think holistically. Right. And, and, and I think that, or, or they'll, people will say, well, these guys are evil. These guys are evil. And and it's not a either, or again, it's a both. And, and how do you take the best and run and use the the concepts? I do think we need more uh, stability. Mm -hmm. Um, We need more access to capital and cash. Uh, banks aren't giving us any return on our investment and savings, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, so this makes sense to me, at least part of your portfolio. Um, I'm not saying all of it. And then you do what you're good at. Exactly. I agree because I'm, I'm, I'm all for um, trying to strive for bigger things in life, right? For, for, for bigger goals. But like you said, truly diversified. Now, you didn't just say diversified, it's a truly diversified because a lot of people might say, all right, I'm, I'm in the stock market. I'm in low risk, medium risk, and high risk. I'm diversified. But all that is still in the stock market. Yep. Truly diversified is I have my cash value life insurance policy. I have some stocks, brokerage accounts, my business, other cash in such account. That's truly diversified. It's like they're not really connected or correlated together. Yep, yep. exactly. And I think that that's, finding the specialists that understand that yeah. and knowing how to ask the right questions, right? Yeah. Um, also, when it comes to, and we have our podcast, you know, Wealth Wisdom yeah. uh, Financial Podcast, it's asking the right questions, yeah, right? And, and not just going and saying, you know, Dave Ramsey said this and it's one cookie cutter thing. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, each policy is different. Each person is different. And so- yeah how you use it and how you build it, that's a different thing. But asking yourself the right questions and your answers will change. Like, I think I mentioned that before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you're a new dad, yeah. your, your questions may be the same, but it's going to be a different answer because of circumstances. Exactly, yeah. And uh, our time is coming up close to finishing, but I wanted to just kind of elaborate more. Like, yeah, financial planning and strategizing is not an over-the-counter product. It's not something you just buy, like that's already packaged for you and you want to find the best one of those things. And that's yeah. how I think people, have, their mentality is it's, it's almost like a commodified approach. Like Dave Ramsey said, this thing is the best thing. So I'm going to buy that thing because a lot of other people are buying it. And really it's, it's, not, it's not to say that Dave Ramsey's wrong or other people like him are wrong. It's to say that you need a unique strategy. You need to work with somebody who's unbiased and, and who can ask you open-ended questions and who can help you build other things other than just one product or one thing. Yeah. And I think that's the key and yeah. where, you know, listening and being there and why I love what I do, yeah. you know, I won't just say, Oh, can I, can you build this policy? Can you do this? Yeah. I want to ask questions and then yeah. see how it fits. 
uh, in there and I might tell them don't do it. Yet. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but, but what most people are doing is just handing it off to somebody else. Yeah. Uh, they don't want to think about it. They'll put their head in the sand yeah. until it's too late. And, yeah. and, and that's what I want your audience and, and people to hear is, you know, if you don't have a plan for your money, everyone else does. Yeah. Right. Yes. So have a plan, think it through, mm-hmm. talk to your wife about it. Don't just like, like run it by yourself or, or husband, but, yeah. but like, think it through because this is the most important decision of your life, right? These are so important and you don't want to wait until you're 60, mm-hmm. 70 saying, I wish I would have taken more time because doing that is going to help you go farther, faster. Yeah. Which we've seen, you know, we've seen that we've had people in their seventies come to us and say, all right, what do I do now? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I want to say, oh, you're screwed, you know, <laughs> and, and I can't, yeah. you know, but, yeah, and that's true. Maybe that is you and, and you need to start now. Right. But, um, and I would love to, again, how do you build stability regardless of what happens in the world, I yeah. think that this is the best way I've experienced it personally yeah. um, and have a plan for your money. I, I have a plan for my, when I take loans, how I pay them back, yeah. what I'm using it for. It, it's always emotion. Yes. And, and the, the, the problem with the 401k system mm-hmm. is it's still always emotion. We just can't access it. It's emotion. It's, it's it's tied up till we're 59 and a half yeah it's still in motion we just can't put it in motion it's other people that are do using it to grow yeah you know i don't know i'd rather have an emotion in my own system than in in the big business system exactly yeah i i agree um i, I like you know having my own managing my own money and not having any restrictions on it at all, regardless of age or contribution limits or any of those things like qualified accounts have. But Brandon, it was awesome talking to you again. Um, it's a pleasure working with you and Amanda. Um, how can listeners connect with you guys? Yeah, you can find me at the stillmethod.com. That's uh, our new download there mm-hmm. uh, to get the still method checklist. Go to any podcast thing and look up uh, wealth wisdom financial podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, our business name is grandma's wealth wisdom. So if you want to talk to me directly, go to grandma's wealth wisdom and schedule a meeting. Awesome. Brandon. Thanks. Thanks for joining us. Awesome. Thanks for having me to learn more about what we do and how we can help you grow more wealth. Please visit www.finassetprotection.com. That's F I N assetprotection.com. The topics presented in this podcast are for general information only and not for the purposes of providing legal, accounting, or investment advice. On such matters, please consult a professional who knows your specific situation.